0: back to awakening reformation where reformation awakens now my name is grant joined with me is my beautiful wife erica the weaker vessel
1: hello everyone
0: and joining again part two of our theonomy discussion is wes mooburn
2: hey what's up y'all
0: if you would like to get to know more about us go to rebelalliancemedia.com check out the rebel podcast check out Fathers of the Faith for Covenant Kids podcast, as well as Redeeming History podcast that's coming out right now. We got blogs, articles, and teaching series, and actually a lot of new stuff coming that we can't talk about yet.
1: Lots of exciting things.
0: Yep, and then we also just started a Patreon. So if you are blessed by the Ministry of Rebel Alliance and you wanna contribute to help us keep this going and continue to grow it and do more things, we would greatly appreciate your financial contribution.
3: Uh, everything's under control. Situation normal.
0: So what about the people that say the civil law only applied to the nation of Israel in that land during that time, but it doesn't apply to America in this time or to Canada, to Mexico, to England, anywhere else, just Israel? What would you say to You're them?
2: You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right because we don't go sitting up on our roofs at night uh, so we don't need the paraffin to protect people from rolling off when they fall asleep. Um, We don't uh, typically uh, in in our big cities keep livestock that can get out and gourd people. So in one sense, yes, absolutely. The civil law was for Israel, for that society, for that civilization, for that particular time. However, I would point to the civil law as a cultural application of God's moral law. So Mm -hmm. uh, there's that term of general equity that that we find. So we look at what was the purpose of that law. So for example, I've I've heard that the paraffin around the rooftop, for example, being compared to making sure you have a fence around a pool Mm -hmm. to make sure that it's protected from anyone losing their life by, crossing in and drowning, specifically small children, or with uh, the laws about your ox getting out and gourding somebody. Well, if you know he's prone to gore, if you know he's prone to this aggressive behavior and you don't take the responsible steps and he goes out and kills somebody, guess what? You are morally responsible for that. Mm-hmm. Similarly, if you've got any kind of animal Nowadays, one of the big examples is pit bulls or or, Rottweilers and things of that nature uh, that are typically more aggressive breeds. If you've got an aggressive breed that you know is aggressive and and is hostile to strangers and you let him run around the neighborhood and he goes and attacks a child, guess what? You bear culpability for that because Mm -hmm. of your negligence. So I think to that response, let's look at the civil law. Let's look at God's moral law. Let's look at the general equity of that law and see how that translates to our society now.
0: I think a good way to look at it as well, you you summarized it really well, Wes. That was really good. But it's to look at it as principles. We are so tied up in our culture today with loopholes and specific wording and, well, what case covered this? Legal jargon. yeah, Yeah, all this stuff. When God gave law and he expected us to actually just think and be able to apply principles in our lives, he didn't, they didn't just continue. I mean, Jews did continue to add law. They added a fence around the law to try to keep you from breaking the law. (laughs) Well, we don't need to get into that. But, (laughs) but the, you know, the ox, um, uh, situation that you presented to that applies to, and we follow this, um, We have apartment buildings around us being renovated right now, and Eddie was just asking me yesterday, Dad, why do they have this like plastic fence around all of the buildings and stuff? You can't even walk anywhere. And I said, well, Eddie, they have big old machinery and piles of wood, and some of the wood that they've torn off has nails in it, and if somebody goes in there and gets hurt, they're going to be responsible. And that's the same idea that your equipment, your property that you work with, you know, if it's an agricultural society as they were, the ox was your, you know, that was your machinery.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah. if if it hurts somebody, you know, if you're not taking the necessary safety precautions and your equipment ends up harming someone, you're responsible and they are, you know, um, we still apply this today. And that would be principle applied to your current context that would be applying the general equity today
2: wholeheartedly agree and and i'd go one step further and and say that one of the issues that our society has is that it has devalued human life yes and, and devalued human responsibility to the point where in god's law for example if you kill someone If you murder someone and there are two or three eyewitnesses that saw you do it, that testify against you, Mm -hmm. you are put to death. There is no 20, 30 years of appeals. There is Mm -hmm. no sitting uh, in a jail cell uh, at the expense of the taxpayers who are now becoming victimized. You Mm -hmm. know, not as much as as the, the murder victim, but... The society that's housing you is being victimized because yep. their tax dollars are going to uh, keep you sustained to, to spend even more money through the court system, ultimately to get a life sentence or maybe even released on parole down the line when really two or three witnesses, execution. Yep. Yeah. And on that, the immediate objection that I get is, wow, that sounds harsh. And my response to that is, yeah, but there's also a provision in God's law where if you bring up a false charge against somebody, then what you intended to do to them, what that penalty was for the crime you're accusing of them is done to you.
0: Mm -hmm. Exactly.
2: So what happens to the false accusations when, let's say, for example, those unsubstantiated sexual assault allegations against Brett Kavanaugh last fall as one example?
0: Yeah. It should be reversed and they should receive the well, it
1: probably would have never happened.
0: <laughs> no, exactly. It would have never happened. Precisely. Um,
1: and, and that's that's
2: the ultimate point is yeah. a righteous society does not have lying and bearing false witness against your neighbor. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. So Yeah, and, and the other thing wrong with the way we do things today is that the prison system is all about rehabilitation, right? Mm-hmm. Like There's actually no, you didn't know what you were doing. You're actually just wrong. You're 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 kind of messed up. And we need to send you through some therapy and some classes and um and then you'll be fixed. You're just kind of a little broken. You didn't know what you're doing. And I guarantee you a lot of these people are like, I knew exactly what I was doing. I wanted that car. Like I wanted to sell it and make money and whatever. Like they knew what they were doing. But our society said like, no, 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 you didn't know. You're not a real smart person. You didn't know what you were doing. And so they take this dignity away from them, even, and dehumanize them in a way, shove them into this penitentiary system that's a complete joke. And, you know, restitution is never made anyway to the person fully. To the victim. Yeah, to the victim. I The one thing that gets me so much, Wes, about the the crime of stealing is God's law has so many different situations of stealing where it said either you pay back two times or it's five times or, um, you know, one time and a fifth or something like that. It's different. There's different situations depending on what it was. There was, there was even a crime if someone lent uh, or you said that you would watch something for someone and while you were watching it, you lost it. Like you had to owe them. But it's always focused on restitution for the one who lost property. But nowadays, if you get fined for being a thief, who do you pay? The government. You pay the state. How are they a victim in this situation? And then, Well, because the the, the state would naturally then compensate the victim for what they
2: lost, right?
0: <laughs> mm. And then the guy who, you know, maybe lost his job during the recession. Things are hard and he's just, he's kind of gone off the rails and got into some shady stuff, whatever it is, and he is stealing, right? And now, now he has a record. Now it's even harder for him to have a job. Now he's, you know, put in jail for a year or something. So now he's away from his family. So they have no income now. And he comes out, has a record now, and now it's even harder. It's just like our system is so jacked up and it doesn't help anyone. It does not help at all.
2: Whereas just Let, let's be honest, the, the, the American penal system has about as good success rate rehabilitating criminals as they do educating children. Can can, mm. can you uh, say that right the, the go. government?
0: Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's good. good. <laughs> that's really good. So I, I agree that this civil law still applies to all societies. It applies to a society that wants it at least a majority of a society wants it. The people of Israel did covenant with God to uphold and fulfill this law. There were blessings if they followed it. There were curses if they didn't. And I think that every society, every group of people should, like this is what we should be doing as society. We should be covenanting with the Lord as a people and applying the general equity of his entire law to our lives, to the church, to the individual, to economics, to business, to everything in order to live in the way God wants us to live. The Scottish covenanters, this was what they were adamant about. They said, no, the queen is not over the church. Like the monarch is not over the church. They are subservient to King Jesus. And so if we're going to be a part of this thing, uh, this solemn covenant that we make here is that The monarch is going to covenant with the people, all covenanting, to give their true allegiance to King Jesus. And that was, they were adamant about that. And I think that's exactly what needs to be at the top of every society, is that there's King Jesus and then trickle down from there.
1: So here's the problem, though, piggybacking on Wes's education comment. You know how uh, judgment begins in the house of God? Yeah. Okay. So you know why people in our society don't want this. Like you were talking about, we, we need to want this. We need to want God's law and like delight in it like King David. You know why that's not happening? Because Cause. our children don't delight in the law of God. <laughs> and you want to know why they don't delight in the law of God?
0: Because they're discipled and catechized by the state, not by the church. Yep.
1: And separated in worship. Boom. So let's start there. Let's actually start raising Covenant Keep kids your kids. who <laughs> worship the same God we do. And delight in the same God we do.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And in one generation, we could have a society of people who want to abide by God's laws.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: Uh, I was reading earlier, I think it's 2 Kings after Manasseh and somebody else. I forget the other king. But Mm -hmm. then Josiah came after two two generations of kings who did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Josiah came about. A young, young king, when he first uh, took over, he uh, the, the high priest found the law. They rebuilt the temple and in one generation turned it all around.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here was another thing it, that I think was helpful in my understanding of God's law applying to civil societies today. This was a situation... Presented by Joel McDermott, who was the president of American Vision, he debated JD Hall on this topic. It's on YouTube; you could look it up. But he told a story about a guy who, in the Massachusetts Bay Colony, was convicted on multiple counts of buggery. And so, again, not not first account. This was several times. You know, much, as much as people like bashing Puritans for how. Strict and crazy they were. They gave a dude convicted of buggery several chances.
1: What's buggery?
0: Um, buggery is bestiality. <laughs> and after several times of being convicted, they finally sentenced him to hanging, and they hung him, and he died. And as one does, as one does. I will. I mean,
1: <laughs> eventually.
0: Yeah. Okay. Or and so I've been told he present he presented this situation, and then. He asked the question to the crowd, was this just? And as a Christian, oh. and I, I, my immediate thought was, well, yeah, because in God's law, buggery is punishable by death. But yep. a lot of people will say, well, that was just the law then. And I respond to that Christian who says that. Mm-hmm. Then why are you fighting against abortion now?
1: It's make the connection.
0: Make the connection. I mean, to me. Okay. I'm
1: having, I'm having
0: a hard time. <laughs> 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 um, if that was only just because it was the law of the land, well, right now, abortion is gotcha the law of the land. It's okay <laughs> <laughs> to have it. So it's not wrong for abortions to happen in new york right now because cuomo said it's fine gotcha but I'm no it's okay
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but are we all are we all on the same page now
0: <laughs> i think so
1: it's about time
0: <laughs> all right we are in harmony
1: <laughs> i was just so enamored with the word buggery that i was like, <laughs> tracking along <laughs> the same pace <laughs>
0: It is a fun word, I will say. <laughs> Old English words are so much better. Yes. But no Christian right now is going to say, well, yeah, because it's it's okay in our land and abortion's okay. No one's going to say that. A biblically faithful Christian is not going to say that. Yeah. And so that situation was was very eye-opening to me and kind of a nail in the coffin, at least for me, adhering to theonomy and just saying like, yes, God, it has to be God's law. That has to be the civil magistrate's sole authority for what is just and what is unjust for that civil magistrate to ever truly execute justice against the evildoer. It has to be according to God's law.
1: Agreed.
2: So for, so for those of us who are living in or under unjust civil magistrates, Mm -hmm. perhaps one of the best first steps is to remind the civil magistrate what their purpose is from Romans 13, 1 and 1 through 7. Yeah. That their role, their God-given role is to protect the innocent and punish the evildoer.
0: Right. And, and, and
2: call them to repentance.
0: And you can do this in dozens of different ways nowadays. You can do it on social media. Every politician, every company pays a lot of attention to Twitter feeds and to Facebook feeds
3: mm-hmm.
0: right now. That is huge. Obviously, emailing, calling, and reminding, you can do it with your voting. There's a lot of different ways. Apologia Church is consistently going to their city council meetings mm-hmm. and calling their city council to uphold God's justice and to protect the innocent lives of babies in the womb in their city, and to faithfully execute their office of being a civil magistrate by outlawing abortion in their in their city, and city council can do that. There are city ordinances all the time written and turned over, so that is something everyone is able to do. Um, Wes, what are some what are some other ways that a Christian can be involved in their society to try to encourage the civil magistrate to? execute their office in a godly manner
2: uh, well I, I think the examples we've, we've named are, are good but also uh, find candidates who are not afraid to stand up for godly principles and mm-hmm. join their campaigns help them however you can I, my uncle has run for judge uh, several times okay. here and we've printed signs handed out pamphlets stood outside of polling places and and um you know handed out literature uh ad nauseum uh in in the pursuit of that i mean we'd love to have a uh you know he's a presbyterian but i still love him yeah. a, <laughs> uh, a biblical presbyterian uh, so he'd be on, a really good on judge. the courts yeah he would <laughs> um you know or here's a thought if you don't know anybody what stops you from running what stops you from stepping up and being that voice
0: that kind of running
2: yeah, challenge, challenging. Yeah, not not running away, <laughs> but actually running for <laughs> running for the office. <laughs> but putting yourself out there, and and even if it's uh, not a successful uh, venture, yeah, I can't tell you how many times I've seen just watching the political process. There are these folks that get out there knowing they have no shot of winning the nomination from their party, but they do it because they can stir the pot and get a conversation started about certain things.
0: Yeah. Awesome.
2: And if your platform is righteousness according to God's standard, what better conversation is there to have in the public square than that?
0: Mm, That's good. Yeah, that's really good. So when are you running for governor, Grant? Of what state? (laughs) New New York, man. Take over. Heck no. Oh, man. Dominionize (sighs) it.
1: That would have to be like a sovereign act of God.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you'd be, like, assassinated week one.
0: Probably. <laughs> would... But but he does work
2: through means, right? So step martyrdom. one...
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the means of martyrdom. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, may, 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 maybe maybe that's a little too far.
0: <laughs> maybe we'd start with city council. We could do that.
2: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Work yeah. your way up.
0: Okay. All right, sounds good.
2: <laughs> I, I, I think another thing, too, and, and this isn't necessarily specific for the magistrate but I think it also helps uh, especially in raising up the next generation for those of us who have kids or mm-hmm. uh, are active with the children in our churches is teaching them the Christian heritage of the country yeah of the, the fathers of America not to say that America's a Christian nation I don't you know want to go down that road but looking at the philosophy that drove the founders looked and specifically the theology that drove uh, even men like Thomas Jefferson who, who wrote uh, about uh, the, the wrath of God mm-hmm. and how it makes him tremble at the thought of him being just knowing that he owned slaves, you know, uh, yeah. and the, the, the dozens of men who signed the declaration of independence who were, were, were elders or pastors or, you know, were right religious leaders in their community, in their colonies, leading the charge for this and and signing a document that, that explicitly states that all men are endowed by their creator with life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, whatever you think about those three particular rights, what other religion, what other philosophy can give you right endowed by your creator mm-hmm. none and that's just the tip of the iceberg we don't have time yeah. to get, get <laughs> no, and into it's, all of that it's
0: good because the founding fathers you can tell from just the little sampling of quotes that a lot of us see here and there is that they understood this experiment of america this very free country is only gonna work if if they follow god if they have, because well, they, they
1: explicitly say so, yeah, and
0: <laughs> and it's because you know for hundreds of years they'd been under the monarch, and so they go, well, that's the one ruling us, mm-hmm. and you know yeah. they have their fights with Puritans and Catholic and Protestants and 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 stuff, but it was still all under the monarch. Now you have this American thing where it's like all this freedom, and they go, well, that's only going to work if they have some kind of outside objective rule that's going to govern all of them. If they're not going to have a monarch or a soul, you know, leader to, to rule them all and lead them all. Cause that's not what they wanted. They wanted to get away from that. They knew that it was going to have, it was going to have to be God. So.
2: Yeah. The, and the terminology that I see used quite a bit is it requires a virtuous people.
0: Right. Yeah. And
2: that virtue goes right back to God's standard.
0: It's really good.
1: Do you think that eschatology yeah. plays into any of this?
0: Oh yeah, millennialism is huge in in this regard. (laughs) Really? Because I thought the Puritans were post mill. Actually, that's an it's actually anachronistic because it turned and developed until later. But they were certainly (laughs) they were certainly positive. They were certainly optimistic. optimistic, uh, Can we get you on record saying that the Puritans were not post mill? Only because the term wasn't a term yet. <laughs> All right. The same, you know, but it's like, it, you know, you can't say that, you know, Augustine is a Calvinist, right? So. True. Augustine wasn't a Calvinist, but that's because Calvin came out a thousand years later.
2: We're not talking about Augustine. We're talking about the Puritan <laughs> and how they weren't post-mill.
0: <laughs> Read Ian Murray's uh, Puritan Hope. They were optimistic.
2: optimistic Optimistic amillennial i can get with that no
0: optimistic in their eschatology
2: (laughs) well isn't amillennial an eschatology
0: but they weren't amill because that wasn't a term either
2: well they weren't amill but they were optimistic so (laughs) it fits both of us how about that
1: they believed
0: they they were more baptist though we could say that who was what who was more baptist (laughs) Anyway, hey Wes, I think we're going to split this in two, two. Maybe
1: what you should do is split it into two. Uh-huh. And then just add the whole unedited thing up on Patreon. Okay. We didn't Ooh. say anything too dumb, did we?
0: No, I don't think so. It's just some funny. There was
2: that one time when Erica didn't know where
0: we were.
1: <laughs> That's probably going to make it into the original cut anyway. But so. you know what?
0: Listen, sometimes I it all makes sense in my head, but then it just doesn't come out. So there might be a lot of people that are like, yeah, I didn't get that either. I
1: mean, I'm just, I'm here for the slower ones. That's all.
0: All right. All things to all men, right? Yeah. That's
1: right.
2: <laughs> there you
1: go. Be dumb for the dumb what, people. <laughs>
0: what
2: what, uh, what, I'd like to see, um, and I know you haven't gotten a whole lot of uh, feedback lately, but if there's any kind of pushback or objections... Yeah, I think this type of topic, this type of episode would be good to come back around in like a month or so mm-hmm. and respond to the objections.
0: Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of different things. Uh, immigration, specifically social justice, slavery. There's a lot of things that God's law speaks to that nobody in those avenues are talking about. None of them. Oh, yeah. And well,
2: and that's that's one thing I brought up in, in the Sunday school class. One of uh, one of the other teachers his, his uh, college freshman daughter was there, mm-hmm. and we we're talking about being sub- subject to the authorities, and she's talking about the the civil rights, the sit-ins, and the, the boycott, uh, the Montgomery bus boycott. Mm-hmm. You know, here in Birmingham, yeah, we were like you know ground zero for all of this right. stuff. And she's just going on and on about all these different examples of resisting the authorities. And, uh, as soon as she got done, I leaned over and I said, so you're saying the civil rights movement was unbiblical. <laughs> so hmm. that a hush went over the entire class. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah, It's good.
2: I mean, it, it takes some thought. It takes, yeah. you know, well, it, I, it,
0: it's, it's not easy. I've been sitting there before thinking through these things and trying to figure it out and what would be the best way. And, you know, all the politicians have these, you know, big Ivy League degrees and so that's why they're the ones that figure this out. But we have God's law that is simple, it's wise and
1: explicit. Ex-
0: yeah, why don't we just why don't we just do that? Why don't we just follow that?
1: I mean, it's incredibly detailed. Mhm. You know, to the woman who is being raped if she's out in the field, then you know, she's not stoned because even if she didn't cry out, or even if she did cry out, no one could hear right. her anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean it gets down to like crazy scenarios like that yeah. to where yeah, there's it answers, no excuse to not yeah. use God's law because there is no there's no um example that God hasn't covered covered. Yeah. I mean yeah. it's
0: Yeah, it it's answers so a lot of the what ifs. It actually does that. So
2: Oh, and we could even go so far as to say, put, put this challenge out to any of the, the unbelievers who hear this or the non-Christians or even the Christian doubters to say, give us one example of any situation where God's law would not be as equitable, as righteous in that situation for all parties involved as man's law, whatever you want to say man's law is at
1: that point.
0: Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah.
2: Just put it out there.
0: All right.
1: There it is, guys. Wes, put it out there.
0: Comment or message us if you don't want to be <laughs> seen by all. <laughs> we'll take that too. But.
2: You can harass me directly at facebook.com slash spiffyguitarman.
0: Spiffy. <laughs> what a username. Um, you know,
2: that was my original AOL instant messenger username back in like 98.
0: Are you serious?
1: Back when you were
2: taking yeah. the drugs? Oh,
0: AIM. I was not taking the
2: drugs yet. I mean, th- at all. Um. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've been redeemed by the blood.
2: I
1: mean, Patreons are going right. to hear the first part of our conversation, so
0: true. <laughs> um,
1: if they're going to hear me being yeah. dumb, they get to hear your drug story. You know, what I,
0: just okay. right. <laughs> you know what I just thought of. You know, I just thought. Remember when when somebody would sign on or sign off of AIM? It would be the door opening or closing. Do you remember that? Yes. No, Erica, shaking your head. No.
1: I was like five. It's uh, <laughs> true.
0: Today. I know. But it'd be funny if at the end of the podcast, we, you know, we do our sign off, get woke, and then there's a door slam. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <Or laughs> we're
0: Yeah, we're open.
2: <laughs> as, as the door opens, the intro music gets louder, like you're just walking into a party. Oh, there hey,
1: we that'd go. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. You should do that for us, Wes. Spiffy guitar man.
2: I, I could if I had a... Uh, Found the, uh, If I had the sound file for your intro.
3: All right.
1: Ideas, ideas.
0: Shall we let Wes go? Yeah. All right, Wes. I think we're going to let you go.
1: Is there anything else that you okay. really want to nail before?
0: Oh, man, well.
1: That you'll be, like, laying in bed tonight thinking, why didn't we talk about that?
0: Yeah. No, but I'll probably but listen ambient. and go, man. <laughs> what I will be laying in bed thinking about tonight, though, is those, those little topics I said, social justice, slavery, immigration. The, the law specifically talks about those three things very explicitly. And mm-hmm. I think our nation and the whole world, obviously, will be way better off, would be way better off if we went to the Bible and studied it on how to deal with those issues. Yeah. We can't get into it now. But uh, if you're a Christian and you are worried by these things, you, you think immigration, I mean, wh- whatever side you fall on, um, I just encourage everyone, go, go read your Bible on it. Go read Deuteronomy. I know it's not the most exciting book for, you know, your devos in the morning. But, it can be. But it can be. I, I do now yeah. get excited about mm-hmm. Deuteronomy. Yeah. And go read it. Uh, Moses, I mean, he broke down a lot of these things that were issues then, same issues now. And go study it and see what God's word has to say about it because
1: Well not even just for immigration, but I mean even just in parenting. Like well yeah, there and, have been yeah, many times too. that we've taken our children to Deuteronomy and we've talked about okay, you've stolen from your sister, what does God's law require of you?
0: Right. Exactly.
1: So it's it's very helpful. Nice.
0: Yeah. There was
1: some tooth money that had to have been paid to the sister. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, the gum pack cost a dollar, and he ate, like, a bunch of pieces. So it's like, well, now you're going to buy her five packs of gum.
0: <laughs> and just parenting was really? done that day. Biblical parenting is effective parenting. Boom. That'll tweet. Train them up.
2: Yep. Well, yeah. That'd have been Twitter. I don't- well, maybe I did. You did, did, I did today.
0: You liked I my did. comment because I was engaging with some uh, very respectable people on uh, Echamini's nonsense on there.
2: Yeah, I, man, I, I don't even know what the original thing was, but that one dude going back and forth.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> He's like, what a what a <laughs> weird analysis of Moses. that I'm like, it's just what it says. I'm not even like <laughs> interpreting or uh, going. I mean, wasn't trying to be profound. Yeah. All right, everybody, I think we're done. That was a awesome conversation about theonomy. I hope it benefited you. If you have questions, if you want to f- step up to the challenge that Wes uh, presented for everybody, feel free to do so. We would appreciate it. I mean, if you just have questions, we would love to come back to this topic and really think this out even deeper.
1: There are no dumb questions. Yeah. I learned that.
0: <laughs> so we would love to hear from you. Check out the Rebel Podcast and Fathers of the Faith for Coming to Kids podcast, as well as Redeeming History podcast that's coming out right now. RebelAllianceMedia.com is where you can find all of that stuff. Thank you, Wes, so much for joining us for this. It was awesome.
2: Thanks for having me, guys. It was was a blast.
0: All right, everybody. We pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened by the power of the Spirit. And until next time, get get woke.
3: woke. Let's start with the microphone. Check one, two, first. Water to the dry and weary soul of the true church. The kind of things that you search. They say that the truth hurts. Well, this pain is gained. So let's explain the new birth. First things first. Can't neglect this at the start. I must preface my remarks with the deadness of the heart from original sin. The effects of the. The sin of our first parents brought death to us all. Since Adam was our federal head, what he did counted for us, and him were all rebels and dead. Yo, captured in the mind, disaster, sinning crimes in a dark state. Alaska in the wintertime, shower in our frames. Left to ourselves, we be devoured in the flames, cause we're powerless to change. If you feel that weight, I pray that you respond happily, as you see what Jesus had to say in John chapter 3. You'll see that verse 1 is my thesis. It's the deepest truth that should get you speechless. What scripture teaches will fill in the missing pieces. Picture Jesus meeting up with Nicodemus. Perhaps it was fright about the other Pharisees' wicked spite against Christ that turned this into naked night. He called the rabbi and gave him props. Said he was a teacher from God. Jesus replied, made him stop. Regarding the kingdom of God, no one's going in In fact, you can't even see it unless you're born again That must have consumed and stretched his mind Cause he said, can a man enter his mother's womb a second time? Naturalistically, the only way for him to hear it Jesus said you must be born of the water and the spirit No other way to enter heaven That sounds like Ezekiel 36, 25 to 27. In this new birth, the spirit is the source and the agent. The water symbolizes spiritual purification. Flesh can only produce flesh. That's true and factual. Regenerating work of the spirit is supernatural. It's kind of like the wind, which is free east to west. Can't perceive the steps. You can only see its effects in the same way the Holy Spirit chooses who he pleases to sovereignly open their eyes to the truth of Jesus. For the spirit's mysterious operation uh-huh. we will all be under serious condemnation i'd still be rejecting the sun if god hadn't said let there be light like genesis 1 yeah it's just like the light could not refuse to shine irresistible grace has renewed my mind let's exalt the king who died and truly is risen Jesus. the new birth is not the effect of human decision but the it changes our natural habitation the situation It's a radical transformation I was cursed and polluted, so my dirt was inexcusable With new internal pupils, his person is beautiful His worth is indisputable, the lamb is amazing A standing ovation for his work in the crucible So let us respond with true worship and love To the God who has given new birth from above